All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome in country music singer Sam Rochford. Sam, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you joining the show. I'm so happy to be here. Nice to meet you over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know what's pretty cool? Doing, doing my research, you're from Connecticut? I am, yeah. I was born and raised in Mayapack, New York, which is like right next to Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, that's so funny. What a weird small world. It really is. And my brother lives in Danbury, and he's, he's a commercial real estate uh, broker in Danbury. So pretty cool. Small world. That is cool. I'm, I had an interview with somebody the other day that was actually born in my hometown. and doesn't remember it. He like moved when he was little. But I was just, I'm from like the smallest town ever. It's so weird. Wow. What, what, what part of Connecticut are you from? I'm from Burlington. I went to high school in Farmington. And what what uh, major city is it closest to in Connecticut? Hartford. Okay, yeah. So Hartford's not too far from Danbury. Yep. I was born in Connecticut. <laughs> right. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I was born and raised in Maypack, and I went to high school. Graduated once. I graduated. I left. I, I went into the military, and and that was that. I lived in the South ever since. But very cool that you're from Connecticut. That's awesome. Okay, so you have, before we get into your music, um, I also saw research, and you you have a background in radio. You do, like, radio talk show? I did until very recently. I left my job uh, recently at 6.50 a.m. It's the uh, the radio station associated with the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was an internet radio in Boston. So how did you transition from... Well, how did you get involved with radio? Let's do that first. How, how did you even get into that? This is like kind of an embarrassing story. Uh, so <laughs> I was being interviewed at a radio station in Boston for my music stuff, and the interviewer flipped out on the air. He had a meltdown into the microphone about drug use and said some inappropriate things about some people that worked there. And because it was internet radio... You know, you could get away with more than terrestrial radio, but it was not cool for the other people that worked there. So he was he was let go, and, and I had a meeting with the boss where he sort of apologized for that happening in the middle of my interview. And I asked for his job in the middle of that conversation. I was like, it seemed like it's, it's cool being here, even though that was such a crappy sure. thing that happened. I, and I know that you have an opening. Like, could I try to do... That job, so I had no experience other than being interviewed before for my own music stuff on the local Boston scene. And I had this show for about a year where I would pick a theme and play music and talk about, you know, the local music scene. I would interview people. Um, but it was small time, internet radio, mm-hmm. and then moved here and was lucky enough to fall into working for the biggest AM station in the country that still plays music. And it was really, really cool. I've interviewed Dolly Parton and the Oak Ridge Boys. I had um, an on-air segment three times a day where I would explain trending topics that weren't too controversial. Mm -hmm. So no politics, but, um, you know, something big happened and we needed a young person to explain it. That was kind of my job. Pretty crazy that that somebody who's a talk show radio would, like, like, freaking... Meltdown like that on a guest. That's 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 wild. That's was, wild. I think that I mean I don't think I know that he had um, problems with addiction and he was in a really rough place and I know that his friends that worked there were really concerned about him but it was the kind of thing where 
under normal circumstances, he was really good at his job. Right. But he had a, he had a problem. Yeah. Yeah, man, that sucks. So I hope, hope, hope it turned out well for him. Um, so, so now you're in Nashville. So, talk about Nashville a little bit. Talk about some of the things you got going on um, in the in the music city. Sure. So Nashville, if if your listeners have never been to Nashville, it's insane. It's like mecca for musicians. It's mm. you know, if you want to be an actor and actress, you move to Los Angeles. If you want to be a musician, you move here. Not not just country music, it's everything. Because right. the whole the whole industry is here. When someone is an artist, like a on a level of like Britney Spears, or somebody more relevant than her, I guess, but Justin Bieber, somebody that's a big deal, they have a team of people working behind them. It's not just them booking the shows and doing the promotion and posting on social media and booking their everything. There's there's a team of probably a hundred plus people doing all that work and that whole industry exists here so hmm. you can't throw a rock at hitting somebody in the music industry which is cool because when I lived in the northeast and I told people I was a musician they'd be like okay well what are you going to do when that doesn't work out or like what's your other job mm-hmm. when here everybody's just in the music industry and that's it I mean yes. there's other things too uh, obviously there's like in- industry here but um it's it's a whole different. It feels like being on a different planet sometimes than being in the Northeast. I have a friend of mine. Um, you might or may may not have heard of her. Her name's Skylar Lane. Um, I've heard of her. Yeah, she was uh, American Idol some years back. Oh, cool. She she was. Um, I think she came. I think she was like fifth runner up. There's only like wow. four people ahead of her. She did really good. Um, and she's from down here in the same town I live in in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, but she was telling me about Nashville because she, she, you know, she she made a run at it for a while after the after the American Idol her season was over, oh, yeah. and she was saying how brutal the competition is though, and she's like this, she's like the level of talent is like crazy. There's so many just wicked, wicked talented people. So she was yeah. like a big fish in a small pond down here, but then when you get to Nashville, it's like, you know, you have to be like like figure out a way to separate yourself. Yeah. Um, so that, is, that yeah. is how I felt when I moved here, and it's it's competitive, but it's cool at the same time. Like you'll meet a lot of good natured people. It's not I haven't experienced a lot of like cutthroat artists good. trying to clump all over each other, but it is this thing where everybody is more talented than you. Mm-hmm. So you can either be intimidated by it, or you can use it as a learning experience. Right. I've written with people that are just way better than me at music and it's it's cool because you learn something by being the worst member of a band yeah you're the person that's learning the most does um, the does the level of does the level of com- i'm sorry does the level of competition that you're that surrounds you does it does it like almost force you to elevate your own game because you know you have yeah. to yeah it, i mean it either forces you to or you leave or right. you like don't succeed in this in this business um the most competitive it gets is, like, if you are auditioning for, like, a regular gig downtown, there's probably 50 other people that are just as qualified or more qualified than mm. you uh, to get the same gig, so you have to stand out. When I moved here, I actually had purple hair, and I think <laughs> I stood out too much. Right. And people, people weren't taking me seriously, so I, I changed it back to my normal hair color. Mm-hmm. But people will do anything to stand out. It's, it's kind of crazy. So how long have you been 
writing and, and singing songs. How long has this been going on? I've been playing music since I was a kid. I would play guitar and sing with my dad. Um, it was a lot of you know Beatles and Jim Croce and covers like that growing up, which was really fun. And then I started writing songs when I was about 18 or 19. I'm 25 now. Mm -hmm. um, I would go camping with friends, and I brought a guitar just to play covers, and I started making up songs about the dumb stuff my friends were doing. <laughs> yep. The songs were really bad. Like, they were improv on the spot, so sometimes they didn't even rhyme. Right. Sometimes there were adult beverages involved. So right. <laughs> I got a lot of positive encouragement, but I probably didn't deserve it looking back because they were terrible. But I caught the bug, and I haven't stopped writing ever since. I obviously um, put a little more thought into things now, and they're not as, as ridiculous uh, stylistically, but I just I fell in love with the process and expressing myself that way, and I've been doing it ever since. I saw your Dear Prudence cover on YouTube. I liked it. It was good. Oh, thank you. I, um... That was back when I had purple hair. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. a really fun song to play. The drop D and all the finger picking. I love that song. It's a really, it's a great song. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, Me too. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about your song, So Easy. Um, I, I listened to it in my office, uh, was it yesterday or day before? I think it was day before yesterday. Uh -huh. And um, one of my colleagues walked in. He's like, oh... Who's that? So then I explained to him who you were and that you are going to be a guest on my podcast show. So he sat there and listened to the song with me, and he was really impressed. Oh, so, thanks. So he went out and told one of his other colleagues, and then, like, three women came in that we worked with, and they wanted to hear it. So, like, by, so by the time we were done, like, 13 people listened to your song just in my little office area. Oh, so, my gosh. So that's really cool, and I want to find me on Facebook or something. Yeah, well, Say thank you. Okay, we'll, we'll definitely do that. So I wanted to share that with you because I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that's, honestly, that's the coolest thing. You know, I don't have, you know, when I when I talk about Justin Bieber having a team of 100 people, I don't have a team of 100 people. Right. I count on genuine people that genuinely like my music telling their friends about it, and that's how 100% of my fan base has grown, right, which nice. is cool and flattering, but, it, like, I depend so much on, on word of mouth. I so appreciate that. Yes, it's very important. So you had the luxury of social media that a lot of musicians didn't have that. And it, it, no, my I, my career would not exist without social media. Yeah, you Most know, of my friends don't live in Nashville; they're from all over the world um, and all over the country. And it's right. it's a great thing to be able to connect with them through Facebook Live or or just pictures and and messaging. I try to social media is a necessary evil. Sometimes I think I'm on it too much, but I, when I play a show in Nashville, most of my Facebook fans can't come, so it's it's great to be able to connect with people that way. Yeah, it really is. I self-published the books some years back, and I wouldn't have sold near the copies that I have if I didn't have social media like like marketing it for me. Um, so it's definitely it's definitely like you said, it's there's good and bad with social media, but I think there's more good. I really do. I do too. I think I get wrapped up sometimes in like. You know, there's so many people fighting about politics, and oh, I don't want to get into politics, but it can be draining. Yep. Even if you agree with somebody, just how much of it is out there. But yeah. I forget sometimes how great it is to connect with people, because I get so tired of it at the same time. I don't have any patience for anybody who's politically too far to either side. 
<laughs> I just don't. I just think radical left and radical rights are both crazy. I think everybody just yeah. needs to meet in the middle somewhere. So that's probably not a bad philosophy. Yeah, it's really. I mean, I think that would, the whole world would be a lot better if compromise and meeting halfway and things like that happens. Um, I want to talk about the song though. So easy. Okay. So one of the cons a general consensus of the group that I had listened to it that ended up listening. I didn't actually. I didn't like. I didn't like seek this idea out. It just kind of happened. Um, yeah. So, but being somebody who, I've interviewed literally thousands of people over the years, so I kind of like, sometimes I get I get yelled at from my friends because I go into interview interview mode sometimes, and I don't yeah, even realize I it. Same. I do the same exact thing. Yeah, so you know, you know where I'm coming from. So I started asking, like, my colleagues, like, questions, like a Q&A about your song, and a general consensus was that it's country, but there's some, like, there's like there's like a there's like some some folk in there too. It's almost like a yeah. at least that song. We didn't get into like a lot of your other songs, but so talk about the style a little bit, and and also I want a little little bit about what the song um, is about for my listeners, sure. and um, just touch on that a little bit. So I let people call it whatever sure they want. like. I think it's being categorized officially as a country song on the charts, but um, I. I usually refer to it as more Americana folk. I grew up in the Northeast, and I didn't grow up with country music, so mm -hmm. it's not really my influence. I worked for a traditional country radio station for a year and a half, so I know a lot about it, but I don't think that country is really in my roots. I would say that it's more Americana. Yeah, more I agree. Um, so I totally agree with you on that, but at the same time, if somebody wants to call it country, I don't care as long as you like the song. Absolutely. Um, I wrote it last year. My little sister got married, which was crazy. So I remember her being in diapers, and now she has a baby and is a is an adult. Um, but it was a very small ceremony. My brother officiated the wedding, and she wanted me to say something too. So I tried to write a song, and it was it's actually really hard to do because I when I first sat down to write it, um, because it was for a wedding, and because the video was going to be you know captured forever. I kept trying to make it too cheesy, like mm -hmm. uh, true love or about never fighting or about being perfect for someone. And I was having such trouble finishing it because I hated what I was saying. And when I thought about real love that I've experienced, whether it's romantic or familial or just friend love, it's more about accepting people for who they are, flaws mm -hmm. and all, and compromise and work. And, you know, I, I just... It's a more realistic view of what it means to be married and to be in a long-term relationship with somebody. Um, and once I changed my mindset, the song was actually very easy to write. It was so easy. Ah, I like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was probably the most challenging song I've ever written, but I was so proud when it was done, and I made my grandma cry at the wedding. Aww. So. That was, that was really my only goal walking into it. I like, didn't care if my sister liked it or not, which she did, but I wanted my grandma to like it, and she did. That's huge. That's very big. Yeah. Got to make sure grandmas are, are, are good you know, good to go. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. man. Um, so it's making some noise on the indie charts, I read. So how's it doing? It's doing well. I feel like I get updates all the time uh, of it climbing up, which is just its crazy to me that 
every time like a someone not my immediate family or friend is listening to my music, it still weirds me out. Even though I've been pursuing music for years, I'm. It's just oh, it freaks me out when people that aren't, you know, my mom and dad are listening to my music. But it's cool. It's flattering. So what is the like so how do, so, all right, so there's a lot of indie artists out there and 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 they work so hard and they, and they most of the indie artists that I know they just live breathe everything music it's like their life it's their passion so you have this song and it's a it's a great song I really I really I'm not just telling you that I really love the song and everybody who I've that's listened to it um, just love it so what do you have to do it's climbing the indie chart just making noises getting some good recognition so how do you go about taking that song and getting it to be successful in like the mainstream chart and like and like having radio stations pick it up across the country what's that how do you do that man if I knew I don't know what I, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you no I'm kidding I I'm trying to get there eventually it's all about um, getting it in front of as many different people as possible and playing live in front of as many people as possible. It's, you know, I, di I didn't know this when I started out, but being in the music industry is so much about, like, grinding. Yeah. you got to pay for a lot of empty rooms and get the bartenders to like you on Facebook. you got to yeah. put some people. It's, it's so much hard work, and at the time it can feel like nobody's paying attention to you, and then when you look back, on like six months of work, you realize that you've actually been making progress this whole time, mm -hmm. slowly but surely. So it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of work and not a ton of reward, especially in the beginning. Mm. That's true. So so what I'm going to do to try to help you, and of course, there's never never any promises in the, in, in the music world. Um, but I and, and you know it's about who you know sometimes also um, a lot oh, of times. Absolutely. So I do know some people that that work for um, The Voice, the TV show The Voice over at NBC. I've been interviewing okay. their I've been interviewing their um, their contestants for five seasons. This will be my sixth season coming up. So I got a really good rapport with some of those folks over there. So I'm going to send your song um, to some folks over at NBC, and you never know. Um, yeah, that would be cool. The Voice may not even be the venue you want. But you could maybe perhaps people that work there um, will let somebody listen to your song and like you were saying, word of mouth and and, and maybe yeah. you know. So I want to do that for you for that at the very least. I I so appreciate it. That'd be very cool. I don't know that I'm built for a competition like that. Um, yeah, that's why I was saying maybe not maybe not try to get you on the TV show The Voice. But just uh, have somebody. Oh, that's so. Yeah, so get, get you hooked up with the people that that are involved with the show, because you mm -hmm. know that you know. I mean, heck, the judges are legends. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And the people that that, in fact, the guy that the the, the guitar player that plays in the voice band, mm -hmm. I forgot his name, but he's phenomenal. That, in yeah. fact, the whole voice band that they're all great. Um, so so I think I think we follow each other on Twitter. Somebody like that, you know what I mean? Somebody who's involved. Yeah. And you never know. He, 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 he might go to somebody, hey, listen to this song. And somebody out there with high connects might be like, wow, that's that's pretty good. And there you go. You never know. So that's so sweet. Thank you for thinking of me like that. Yeah, I want to try. I always like to try to help out uh, folks that are that are working hard at their craft. So, Thank you. all right. Um, so, um, oh yeah, we have a podcast to do. 
Um, <laughs> that's how my podcasts are. It's, more, it's really more of a BS session, really, just shooting the breeze. Um, so, being an indie artist is tough to tour, though, right? I mean, you, you play you play local in Nashville. Do you get a chance to get outside Nashville and play much? Um, I haven't in a while. Uh, but I've been I've been caught up in this radio thing for so long, and I just got out of it last month. So I'm planning. Uh, some trips back up to the Northeast where a lot of my fan base is uh, to play some shows and, and I'd love to go other places but it's tough to justify you know driving two hours if you don't know that people are going to be there on the other side Yeah. so um, I'm thinking about it and, and planning some stuff for the future for sure but in the short term I do Facebook lives every weekend to connect with people and play new songs and get a p- feedback on demos and just chat with people and connect with them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love playing live, but Facebook Live is where I connect with the most people as of right now. I have a friend who she was also a former The Voice contestant. Her name's Angie Kielhauser. Okay. Um, I will send you her social sites link. Sure. You know what she does? Hmm. Well, she she she's got a management team and she's um, a little bit ahead of the game than you are. Probably because she just, you know, she was on The Voice. She's got a lot more connections, and she's her, her, her just career is a little, little bit more of a head, a head than yours is. Um, but she travels a lot, so she's in airports a lot. Mm-hmm. So when she's in airports and she has like um, layovers where she's waiting for connecting flights, yeah, she does Facebook lives and plays and sings right there in the freaking airport terminal. Are you allowed to do that? Yes, absolutely, wow. you are. And she gets like people start asking for requests, and she's doing, and she'll take requests from Facebook people, but she'll also start taking requests from the people that are actually waiting for planes. Oh, that's it's so cool! It's great. It's, it's, it's she gets like a lot of viewers, and yeah, um, she even had like some of the, the 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 women that work and the dudes that work right there on the at the ticket place come up to her and can you play uh, Adele? Is what one one of them wanted. But and she might be a good person. To, yeah, she might be a good person to network with. She's a real sweetheart. She she lives. She's she's from San Salvador, El Salvador, um, but she's been living in Georgia. Um, okay. But she's really she's like country kind of. Some of her stuff kind of sounds like yours, actually. So I'll hook that up for you. Absolutely. Send me that info. Yes, I will. So what about influences? Who's your mu- musical um, influences? Well, I listen to um, a lot of, like, dad music is what I call it in my head growing up with my dad. We would play that a lot on the guitar together, like Beatles, yeah. Joe Crokey, Bob Dylan, Rolling Stones, things like that. Um, I had a very serious emo phase in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, I still definitely listen to some of that music. Uh, and then in high school and then college and beyond, I settled into this like Americana folk. My mom jokes that I listen to to music that sounds just like me. I love <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yep. so I love folk music. I love um Amanda Shire's uh mm. her album that came out last year is great. Jason Isbell's album that came out a couple days ago has been on repeat on my Spotify all week. Nice. The Mountain Goats are great. I, I love um really rich lyrical content is important to me. Well, you said Bob Dylan, so there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just right up your alley. So I asked, I had a, I, had a, um, I forgot who it was I was interviewing. 
it was it was a musician, but it was like two years ago. So a lot of times I'll, I'll have my followers on Twitter and Facebook. I'll ask them, hey, you want to if you want to get a couple questions in for this guest, I'll take some from social. And um, and somebody asked this question, and I've always loved this question, so I ask it quite often to musicians. So you ready? Mm -hmm. Ready. Do you enjoy creating the song more? than you do performing the song? Ooh, that is a really good question. I yeah. think that they, those two acts serve very different purposes for me. I write the same way that you might write in a journal. I, I write to remember things in my life and to work through big problems. It's very, very therapeutic for me. Even if I'm writing about somebody else, like if a friend or a family member calls me and vents about something, I'll probably write a song about it to just work through mm. whatever big feeling that they dump on me. So I love creating, I love writing, and it serves a very specific purpose. But I think performing serves a very different purpose. It's it's therapeutic in a different way, and I, I love being around people, singing the same song as them, and, and I love the energy of that whole room. It can be very intense when it's a good show. Um, people enjoying themselves all over the same thing. Um, so, I mean, if I, if I guess if I could only do one for the rest of my life, it would be writing, but I love both. Mm -hmm. Very different. Yeah, so it's a really tough question because everybody who I've asked it to answered it fairly similar to how you answered it, but, you know, really emphasizing the importance of both sides of that question, and it's very important to them. Um, yeah. So, good stuff, man. I appreciate you answering that. Um, all right. So, basically, I, I, that's pretty much it as, as far as questions that I have. I, I do want to give you an opportunity before we go um, to talk to the listeners and tell all the listeners and the fans out there how they can buy your music, where they can visit you on websites and your social sites. So, go ahead and talk about that. So, um, I'm on every social media you could think of. If you just search Sam Rashford, my last name is spelled R-O-C-H-F-O-R-D, you can find it all on samrochford.com. It's linked to all the all the socials there. I'm pretty interactive as long as you're not creepy. Um, <laughs> I love that's that's real. Yeah. Um, but I love making friends from all over the country. Don't be shy. Um, I'm pretty friendly, and I love if you tell me that you like my music, we're automatically best friends, whether you're ready for it or not. 